come together, Father God. We're coming together with one mind. We're on one accord. God, we believe in the same thing. And God, as we do that, Father God, as we do it, God, you are in the midst of us, God, because where two or three come together, God, you are in the midst. So we thank you for being in the midst of us on tonight. We thank you for our helper, our teacher, our comforter, our strengthener, which is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place on tonight. And Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And God, as I speak your word on tonight, God, I thank you that people's hearts are open and receptive to receive your word. And God, we expect transformation through your word on tonight, God. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank God for what we have learned um, so far dealing with the um, gifts um, the manifestation gifts. So far, we have went over um, divers' tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. And through everything that we have went over, I believe that we have learned how these gifts operate. And by learning how these gifts operate, when we go and fellowship with other believers, we're going to know what's right and what's not right. And that helps us to... Um, know what the word of God has to say unto us because God is not about confusion he is about peace so tonight we're going to go over the revelation gifts um, and as we go over these gifts I want your hearts to be open to what God is saying concerning these gifts because I want you to know on tonight how important it is that when we go out and we're around other people we can um, operate in these gifts as the spirit wills. You don't have to be part of the fivefold to operate in these gifts. Um, and, but you do need these gifts in order to do the will of God, in order for God to manifest himself in the midst of you with, with whatever situation is going on. You need the nine gifts of the spirit. But if you don't know about these nine gifts of the spirit, you're not, you're not going to know what's in operation when you're in the midst of someone. I have um, seen people trying to go after titles um, because they feel like if I have a title, I can go out and I can be somebody, I can do this and I can do that. I want to tell you, you do not have to have a title to operate in the nine gifts of the Spirit. These gifts come through the baptism of the Holy Ghost coming upon you. People think they have to have a title. They think that they have to have a title of a pastor, a teacher, evangelist, a prophet, an apostle in order to go out and do the work of the Lord. Um, that is not the case. We have went over that when the baptism of the Holy Ghost come upon you, that main God is manifesting himself um, in the midst of you to do the work that he has sent you to do. Without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, these gifts are not going to operate. You have to have the power of God that come from him in order for these gifts to operate. It was proven through Jesus before his ministry began when John the Baptist baptized Jesus. And we have to understand that John the Baptist was preparing the way for Jesus. And John was thinking, you need to be baptizing me, not me baptizing you. But Jesus knew what the will of the Father was. So John baptized Jesus. When he come out from um, the water, the heaven opened, the Spirit of God descended upon him. That means it rested upon him. And as God's Spirit rested upon him, um, that's when Jesus' ministry began. 
Jesus' ministry did not begin before he had the power of the Holy Ghost coming upon him to do the work that God has sent him to do. Now, Jesus is the perfect example for us to see and for us to know without the power of God coming upon you, you cannot do the work of God. And the work of God, it comes through those nine gifts of the Spirit. We learned that you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which means that identifies you with who you belong to now that you're born again. You're part of the kingdom because the Holy Spirit is indwelling you. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit even until the day of redemption. That's in um, the book of Ephesians, the first chapter. And anybody that's sealed with the Holy Spirit, that means that you belong to him. You're vacuum-packed. That's the part of you that the enemy cannot touch is your spirit. Now, he messed with your soul all day long because we actually give him that right in that area when we don't know who we are, when we haven't renewed our minds to who we are. We, it's, this should be our favorite scripture. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to what? Know to prove what the good, acceptable will of God is for your life. If you're not being transformed and changed through the word of God, I don't care if you've been saved for umpteen years, then it's you living just like you're not because you don't know who you are and you don't know what you have. So the purpose of coming here in Clem School is to let you know who you are in Christ, what you have now that you are in Christ, to be, first of all, a disciple of Jesus Christ. That means being a follower of him. That means that you're going to be taught by him. And as you taught the word of God, you're taught by him because he is the word. And as you get the word and you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost coming upon you, you're going to know about the nine gifts of the spirit. So when you leave out of here, see, the problem is we as saints want to stay in here and we want to manifest God um, you know, with us in these walls. It is not for us to come in here and manifest him to us. We do know, and sometimes God will allow us to encourage one another, and we should do that. But at the end of the day, he's teaching you how to go out when you're in the grocery store, when you're on your job, wherever you may be, as the Lord stir up the um, gift that's in you, as the Spirit wills, as you begin to speak forth, you speak in only what the Spirit is giving you to speak into someone's life. And they're saying, I know that's God, because that's not you. That's God that's operating through you. So we have to allow the Spirit of the living God to operate through us. But how can you do that if you don't know what you have and who you belong to? Some of us have been saved, I'm going to say it again, for up 10 years and still have not been able to manifest what you already have. Some of us um, um, have tongues, interpretation of tongues, being able to speak in tongues. That means that's a language that is between you and God, not a language that you bring into the house of God to show off like a show and tell. Hey, look at me. I have tongues. Everybody listen to my tongues. Listen how beautiful they are. It's not about you. 
It's all about him. But if those tongues are being operated in the house of God, they're supposed to be an interpreter to interpret those tongues. So that way we will be edified. Anybody that speaks in tongues and don't have an interpreter, they need to sit down. They need to be silent because it's not edifying. It's not building anyone up. So we we learned that. But I'm going to go a little bit further tonight, and we're going to talk about the revelation gifts. We talked about the gifts before that speak, the interpretation of tongues, divers tongues, and prophecy are the ones that speak. That means that they are the mouth of God. When people began to prophesy to you, to encourage you, um, to bring exhortation, that means that they're strengthening you, they're building you up in the things of God. And how does God do that? By giving you his word through that individual. So he's speaking forth. It's coming from God. Quit looking at the person. And you have to hear what the person is bringing and you're going to know that it is God that's bringing that through the person because there's no way that person should have known that. But I'm going to give you a nugget. Some of us talk too much. We tell people too much of our business. And when God starts to move through that individual, you got to second guess whether or not you told them that or not. And then you won't be able to receive what God is saying. So it's good to keep your business to yourself between you and God. And if God wants somebody to know, I guarantee you, he's only going to give it to the one that he can trust. He's only going to give it to the one, I'm going to be honest with you, that's in the word of God, that's seeking him, that's not seeking the gifts, but seeking the giver and saying, God, whatever you want me to do, that's what I'm going to do. We need to forget about self. When you're doing the work of the Lord, it ain't about being seen, being heard, being attached to. It's about, God, what would you have me to do today? This is a different day. So show me, God, what you will have for me to do on your behalf because I'm here to represent you. You cannot represent the Father well without being with the Father, without knowing the Father. If you don't know the Father, how can you go out and represent the Father? Your life should reflect him. Everything that he do, that's what you should be doing. Everything that he see, that's what you're supposed to be seeing. And the only way you can do it is through the word of God. Outside of the word of God, you won't be able to do nothing. That is your spiritual food. And the more you begin to eat that food, the Bible said, taste and see. Got a nugget for you. Got to go beyond taste. Once you taste it and it's good, that's when you're going to swallow it. I don't know about you, but if I put something in my mouth and it's nasty, it ain't going down my throat. I'm going to throw it up or spit it out. What about you? You ain't going to take nothing that's not good. That's why when we're tasting the word of God, the more we taste that word, you um, get a... um, Uh, taste in your mouth for the word of God and you just eating that word you meditating on that word and you chewing on that word and all of a sudden that word began to illuminate it began to light up and then you knowing what God is saying that's just how good the word of God is so let's look at these revelation gifts the revelation gifts are the gifts that reveal they're the gifts that Um, uncover and it makes um, things that are not known making them known unto you the first one is the word of wisdom the next one is the word of knowledge and the next one is discerning of spirits 
First one is the word of wisdom. The second one is the word of knowledge. And the next one is discerning of spirits. And before I go with the word of knowledge, I need to say this again because the Holy Spirit is impressing this upon me. Get over titles. If you cannot first be a disciple, meaning going out and discipling others based on what you have learned, then you don't need a title because that's your first uh, step is being a disciple, going out and discipling men. That means being fishermen of men. Go back in the word and see that those disciples were first disciples before they become apostles. So you have to be a disciple before you go into getting a title. I ain't never seen nobody, well, I have a lot of people, got pastor in front of their name and don't know nothing about discipling nobody. If you are able to disciple somebody and you're able to go out and show the love of God through discipleship, then that's your first start. Going out and speaking the word of God into somebody's life. The same way you were taught, you want to teach others. And that's what they did. And more disciples was added then unto the Lord. Why? Because one disciple went out and began to speak forth the good news, the gospel. Then people were being saved. They were being trained. They just didn't get sent out. Some people will come to church and people think they got the word in them so much. They start sending them out and they don't even know they're right from their left. And this is why the churches are so messed up because nobody wants to be taught no more. Everybody is huffing and puffing and that's why everybody's houses are getting blown down because nobody don't have a solid foundation and you need a solid foundation and Jesus is that solid foundation. He is that rock and if you are on that rock, if a house is built on a rock, it's built on the sayings of him and I don't care what storm come, that house may be shaken but it's not going to come off that foundation. We got too many church folks coming off the foundation because they have not built their house on that foundation which is Jesus Christ. So let's go into the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge This is the definition. It reveals a fraction of the mind of God concerning people, places, or things pertaining to the future. The word of wisdom reveals a fraction of the mind of God concerning people, places, or things pertaining to the future. Through this supernatural gift, it is a supernatural gift, God lets us know how he wants us to deal with a specific situation as it arises in the future. So dealing with the word of wisdom, what happens is God began to give a word, the word of wisdom to whomever the spirit chooses to give that word of wisdom to pertaining to people, places, or things, and dealing with situations that may arise in the future. This is a supernatural gift. It is not natural. It is not based on the natural because we have natural wisdom. Just like you may have knowledge on a particular um, subject, but you have to have wisdom in order to carry out that knowledge. So that's some natural wisdom. The world has natural wisdom, but the wisdom that comes from God is supernatural wisdom. It's something that the world don't know. This is why Paul said in 
1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 through verse 5. This is what Paul said. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 through verse 5. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. My teaching, my message, my speech, and preaching were not with words of human wisdom that persuade or entice people with proof of the power that the Spirit gives or proof powerfully revealed by the Spirit or demonstrations of the Spirit and of power. This was so that your faith would be in God's power and not in human wisdom. So what Paul was saying was when he came to the people, he didn't come um, to them with natural wisdom. He come with them um, with manifestation and demonstration. So what he was saying when he was giving the word of God to people, the word brought forth demonstration. It brought forth the power of God. God began to manifest himself, and it didn't come from natural wisdom. Natural wisdom ain't going to move a fly. But when you come in there with some supernatural wisdom, people are going to know, now that has to be God. That, that didn't come from you. That had to come from God because I know that no man would have known this but God. So anything that God does, he does it pertaining to the supernatural, not the natural. God is not a a God based on natural. He's a God that's based on supernatural. This is why our faith um, for the word of God comes from hearing. Hearing comes from the word, but our faith is based on what is not seen, not based on what is seen. If you base in your life on what you see, then you're not walking by faith. Some people say, I have faith in God. How can you have faith in God and you believe in what natural is saying? That's not the God type of faith. What we do is say, yes, this is what natural say, but that's not who I am. And that's not the kingdom that I'm from. That's not our way of doing. This is what we do according to the word, which was already spoken. So no matter what natural is doing, you don't go on natural you go on supernatural. Y'all remember Sunday we did um, the teaching on um, living under an open heaven and how believers are supposed to live up under an open heaven where people know that heaven have come here to earth. Meaning that every time we go out, people are supposed to know that, you know, they're not of this world. You know, they're from the kingdom of God because there's no way that they could have known this not lest God had revealed it unto them. And we have heaven on the inside of us. And the only way people are going to see heaven is through you. Because the kingdom is in you. So if you don't reveal the kingdom, people are not going to see the kingdom because you are carriers of his glory. And we are still begging God for something. And we got everything we need in us. And God said, the only thing you got to do is release what I have already given you. That's bringing heaven down here to earth. Now, how many know that when you minister something like that and, and the Lord will begin to manifest himself when you begin to minister? So we went again to sensation. Sensational or sensation? Sensation. We went again. And this time, I wasn't leery about going because when you get so used to going to places, you don't want to go back. And I was kind of happy about going this time. And as soon as we walked in the place and we were sitting down, I said, where's my husband? And he was over there talking to one of our schoolmates. So I said, well, let me go over there and say hello. So as soon as I stepped up to the table, 
the Holy Spirit began to give me words for the wife. So I'm standing there waiting patiently, waiting for the wife to finish, you know, talking and everything. And then the Holy Spirit began to give her a word. And when the Holy Spirit began to give her a word, she just sitting there in tears while the word of God was being given to her. And as God was speaking to her, I'm hearing the Holy Spirit take just like a um, magnet, like you're drawn, you pull from side to side. And I could feel the lady across from her. And the Lord began to ask the daughter, the lady I was speaking to about the lady behind me. Then God began to operate with this lady that was with her. She on the other side after she got through crying saying, that's God, that's God, that's God, that's God. I know that's God. Didn't give the lady a chance to say anything. But God manifests a word of wisdom. He used prophecy. He used healing. God was right there in the midst. Then we go into the buffet and a lady coming towards me to speak. And then God began to prophesy into her like, y'all, I'm telling you, I could have had me some church up in sensation. I probably would have closed the place down. We've been praising God. Why am I telling you this? Because we're living up under an open heaven. You're the only God that people are going to see because you represent him and you're supposed to represent him well. Is that only for me? No. That's for everybody that's in this room. Everywhere you go, you're supposed to be so spiritually minded that even in you, if you're in the midst of somebody, you're supposed to be so in tone that when God is speaking, you say, yes, Lord, and you forget about your stomach. You forget about, well, I ain't had nothing to eat after I eat this, this food. I'll I talk to him later. By then, it may be too late. God want to use you, but if you're not willing to be used then he's not going to use you so why am I saying this because in teaching you this you have to know through well all of us have to know by getting the word of God and you knowing what the word of wisdom is you're going to know when you operating in the word of wisdom because you've been taught about the word of wisdom somebody that has never been taught dealing with this they'll be running off at the mouth and they'll think they're prophesying and don't even know what's going on. They'll keep talking and talking. And the person be looking at them with big eyes like a deer in head like, what in the world are you talking? I'm just telling you what God said. You don't even have to take the word if you don't want to take the word. Just get on out my face. You know why they got mad? Because they got checked. What in the world is you saying? Because everybody is trying to be like somebody. And you can only be whom God has called you to be. He may only give you one word. This is why a word of wisdom is only the fraction. It's not the whole mind of God. He's only giving, y'all got the list. He's only giving you a little bit of him because you couldn't take all of him. He may give me a fraction of his mind. He may turn around and give Manny the other part of it. But once it come together, everybody's saying, yes, Lord. So see, it ain't all based on one person. Quit looking at yourself as, I don't know if I can do that. It ain't you. It is him that want to operate through you. But don't try to go do something because somebody else is doing it. Because if you're not in the word of God, you're not going to be able to walk and do what God wants you to do. Because it takes the word to do it. So I'm going to give you illustrations in the word of God that shows you how the word of wisdom 
operates. Let's go to Genesis 6, 12 through verse 13. And I believe all of us is familiar with this. This is dealing with Noah and the ark. And it's saying, and God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me, but the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So what God was saying to Noah here, he was letting him know what was coming up in the future. He was giving him a word of knowledge. It was not happening right then, but God was opening up a word of uh, wisdom unto him that was giving him a word that was coming through God's mind. He was saying, Noah, this is what's happening to the earth, and this is what I'm going to do to the earth. And we know that this did come to pass, did it not? But God revealed it to Noah even before it happened. So God will show you some things, and I'll use me again as an illustration. And I'm using me, not to boast and brag on me, because that's not me, and that's not what I do. But I have to use my experiences to let you know. Um, when I was growing up, and um, I was not saved, but the Lord sent a lady to me. And I remember I was on a Sinkland program, and I was standing in the lobby waiting on my paycheck. And I was about 16 years old. I never forget the day. And as I was sitting there, this lady come up to me. She said, can I see you, please? And I'm like, I don't know her. I don't know what she want to see me for. So we went in the bathroom, and she was standing before me. And she just started crying all of a sudden. I'm saying to myself, something wrong with this lady. This lady crazy. I better get out of here while I can. So I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden she said, I just need to tell you something. I don't know you, and you don't know me, but the Lord has shown you to me in a dream, and he told me that you were going to be powerful for him. The work that God is going to have you to do is going to be very powerful, and she was just speaking things in my life and, and, and just crying and just crying and just crying, and she said, and I know this is God. Because she had saw me and she had to give me that word. I'm going to tell you what God will do. When God gives you a dream about someone and you may not know that person, but he'll keep that person face before you and God will set it up where you'll be in the same place at the same time with that person to deliver what God is saying to that person. So what was she doing? She was telling me my future. She was giving me a word of wisdom that was coming from the mind of God unto her to deliver to me to let me know about my future. At that time, I'm like, she's crazy, but where am I at now? And that was when I was 16. I ain't going to say how old I am now, but that's how old I was then. But God manifests himself years later. So with the word of wisdom, when someone give you a word of wisdom, it's not going to happen right then. Sometimes, I'm going to give you a scripture where it does happen then because it need to um, happen in some situations. But this time, it was way off in the future for me. And guess what? It did come to pass. So that was God using that lady. Just like Noah. God gave Noah a word. It didn't happen right then. But it happened in the future, so that was God. Another one would be Isaiah 53, verse 3 through 6. Everybody's familiar with that. That's Isaiah. He's a prophet. He was talking about Jesus. He was talking about his crucifixion, 
what was going to happen to Jesus. He had a word of wisdom from God, and guess what? Y'all know this is what happened to Jesus. Jesus died on our behalf. He was beaten. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by Jesus Christ, we were what? Already healed. So Isaiah prophesied that way before Jesus came in on the scene. And guess what? That word of wisdom come forth when all of this happened with Jesus. And see, this is what God does. God is so awesome. He may tell you something today for your future. And then later on, it manifests. So that's why we don't take things lightly. When God is showing us something, we have to say, okay, God, um, I know this is you because it's lining up with your word. So I'm going to put this on the shelf. And we have to be careful, too, what we voice to people. We have to be careful when we voice it because it might not be the appropriate time to voice what God is bringing forth. So we have to ask God, is this the appropriate time? Is this the timing in this person's life that I need to bring it forth? I'm going to tell you why I say that. Because let's say, if I looked at Renee back there, and I said, give Renee a word from the Lord, a word of wisdom. And I said, Renee, God said you are a prophet to the nation. God says that when you open your mouth, they're going to know that God has sent you unto them. So I tell Renee that, okay? But do it mean that Renee's supposed to jump up and say, let me tell you, I'm a prophet to the nation. I got a word from the Lord. And if you don't want to hear me, you don't want to hear God. So just get out of my face. I'm just telling you what God said. No, because God, this is what God do. God would give you a word. He will tell Renee, you're a prophet to the nation, but everybody have to be taught. He ain't going to send you nowhere with the title and you don't even know who he is. Have y'all ever seen such stupid stuff? This is what people are doing. They're taking what people are saying instead of putting it on the shelf and saying, God, prepare me for the call that you have in my life. God, I don't even know the 66 books of the Bible yet, but I accept your call and I'm willing to learn your word, but I ain't going out here making no fool of myself when I can't even get in my word, when I can't even get into the word, when I can't even pray, when I can't even hear your voice, I accept the call, but I need some training. So send me we got some problems in the house of God. Everybody want to be something, but you don't want to take the time to be taught whom God has called you to be. We got to learn to wait on the Lord. And the more you go out there and try to do it yourself, the longer you're going to wait for, your, for you to go forth. John the Baptist, y'all, he went in the wilderness and he began to preach the gospel. And then when it was time for people to come to John, he didn't have to show himself. They come in the wilderness where he was. We're trying to show ourselves. We're trying to do everything that God ain't told us to do yet. That's why it's not working out. That's why the Bible say, wait on your ministry. Don't let people sue you up. You've got so many novices out here now trying to teach people stuff that they don't know, that they heard, that they're copycatting, and it ain't working. The next thing you know, they done backslid because that wasn't God, that was them. So we have to wait on the Lord. So with the word of wisdom, God is giving somebody a word for you for your future, what's yet to come to pass. Y'all know in Genesis 37, 
You can put that one down. How Joseph, God manifests himself through dreams. How he showed Joseph that, you know, his brothers, his father and mother was going to bow down before him. At the time, it didn't look like nobody was going to bow down because his brothers hated him. But he had gotten a word from the Lord that was a word of wisdom. And Joseph held on to that word and he began to speak forth the word that God was given unto him. And when he spoke forth that word, he was more hated by his brothers. But guess what? Did it not come to pass? He went through some things, but that word that God gave him in that dream, it did come to pass and they did bow down before him. So that's why when people are giving you a word of wisdom from, from God, you may not see it now, but you can better believe that if God said it and the person that has given you that, you can put it on the shelf and say, God, I'm going to keep that because if that's you, it shall surely come to pass. Now, anything that God say is not going to be something to frighten you. It's not going to be something outside of his word. And I'll give you another um, word of wisdom that God had given me. When um, my daughter wanted to go to um, UNC Chapel Hill, and she told me that the three colleges she really wanted to go to, and y'all know when your children tell you where they want to go, them digits get longer, don't they? So I, what I did, I hung it up on my desk, and I put it before the Lord, and I said, Lord, these are the three that she want to go to. But you know the one that she need to be at. And I said, you already know, and I already know, ain't no money in the bank for none of them. But wherever you say she need to be at this time, God, I trust you. But I'm just asking you, God, to let me know where you want her, and I'll be at peace. I went to bed, y'all, that night, and in a dream, someone come up to me, and they said, where is your daughter going to school? I said, well, she had several offers, but she want to go to UNC Chapel Hill, so that's where she's going. I woke up the next morning, I said, hallelujah, Father. That's where you're sending her. That's where she's going. So I'm going to give you glory. That's where she'll be. Guess what? That's where she is. God gave me a word of wisdom, and that was when she was in high school, and she was preparing herself to go to college. What am I saying to you? Your father will not leave you clueless. If you go to him and you trust him, he will show you the plan and the purpose that he has for your life. That's part of your future. He showed that to Joseph. He showed Joseph, I have a plan for you, Joseph. So he revealed that plan even unto Joseph. God will show you what's going to happen. Have anybody ever had deja vu? Where you have dreamt something and all of a sudden you're in a place, you're like, I've been here. Because God, that's a word of wisdom. God showed you ahead of time what was going to take place before it took place. So that's why you have to be in a place with God to know what God is saying right now and then you wait on the Lord because when somebody tell you there was a minister who lost um, their son and the son was dead but he believed God because he said no 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 my son uh-uh he's not gonna die well he was dead but he said I don't receive that report because that's not what God sent to me that's not what he spoke over his life so I don't accept that when he got to the place the son was rose from the dead 
So what I'm saying is some things we accept, but see, God will show you. That's why we have to stay before him, y'all, to know his plan and his purpose. He will let us know about our children. He will let you know about your marriage. I don't care if your marriage is flipped upside down, toe up from the flow up. You got the worst cheating husband that you ever had. Pray first before you kill him. <laughs> then you won't kill him. True. Y'all laughing. You better know Jesus. Every time you turn around from Monday to Friday, you getting a cheating report. You better get stay in the word and say, Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus. I'm going to have to call on Jesus for a little bit before I even go into prayer to calm myself down. Then I'm going to say, God, you know the will for me and that man. Is your will for me to stay here with this cheater? Or if your will for me to pack up or for him to pack up, God, reveal yourself. Have anybody ever thought about that? Let's be honest. No. We thought about killing them first and saying, God, if you want me to live with them, raise them from the dead. <laughs> Truth. Truth. After you kill them. Y'all laughing. Is somebody out there ready to hurt somebody? Tell the truth. Shame the devil. God helping you out tonight. So we see the word of wisdom. It speaks of what? Your future. God will reveal the plans and purposes that he has for y'all life. Y'all, this stuff is so real. And when you tap into the supernatural and the Holy Spirit allow you to see these things and give you a word, it's not to be played with. It's not for you to get the glory, but it's for God to receive the glory through you. We are the carriers of his glory. Let me give you another one. This is 1 Kings, the third chapter. And in the third chapter, we know that Solomon had asked God for an understanding heart. He didn't want to be a king. He knew he could not um, be a king without God giving him what he needed to be the king. So, you know, God gave him that. He gave him an understanding heart to discern good from evil. So he had a first, he had a test, y'all. And the first test that he had, there were two women and they had two um, babies. And one of the babies died. And both women were saying that the dead baby belonged to um, the other woman. So it was going back and forth. So in 1 Kings 3, 23 through 28, this is what Solomon did. Then King Solomon said, one of you says, my son is alive. And your son is dead. Then the other one says, no, your son is dead and my son is alive. The king sent his servants to get a sword. When they brought it to him, he said, cut, divide the living baby into two pieces and give each woman half. The real mother of the living child was full of love, filled with compassion, deeply moved for her son. So she said to the king, please, my master, Lord, don't kill him. Give the baby to her. But the other woman said, neither of us will have him. Cut him into pieces, divide him. Then King Solomon said, don't kill him. Give the baby to the first woman because she's the real mother. When the people of Israel heard about King Solomon's decision, judgment, verdict, they respected him very much, were in awe of fear and feared the king. They saw he had wisdom from God to make the right decisions. See, right there in that situation, he knew the situation. He had knowledge of what was going on. 
but he needed a word of wisdom from God to know what to do in that situation. Natural wisdom wouldn't have done what supernatural wisdom just done. So he had to hear from God in that situation to know what to do right then. So I do believe at times when we are in situations in the natural, God would give us a word of wisdom right then to show us how to carry out that situation. And people will know it did not come from man. It did come from God. So this is why you have to know about these gifts of the spirit and you have to know that you have access to these gifts as the spirit wills. God loves us so much that he knew we could not stay on this earth without having these gifts because here on this earth, many things happen, y'all. And I'm going to tell you something. In the natural, we having disasters. We having food problems where every week so often don't eat this if you ate this these are the symptoms and all of a sudden you ate it and it probably didn't affect you until you turn on the news and then they tell you what you're going to have oh god i'm dying and you could have went all day long and not even thought about it right ain't that what happened so that's why we need these gifts to stay here on earth to do what god tells us to do instead of hearing what man is telling you to do amen let me give you another one. I'm giving you a lot, but you know on the test, you don't have to use all of it. But I didn't figure y'all out. The more scriptures you get, the more scourged you get. And the more you think, oh, that's too much, just study. What am I going to do? When you love the word, you want more of the word. You don't look at how much it is. You're just saying, Holy Spirit, reveal it to me. Give me revelation on what I have. And he'll do it. Amen. So in Joel 2, 28 through 29, this is what Joel spoke. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see vision. And also upon the service, upon the handmaids. In those days, I will pour out my spirit. Joel spoke this, but when did it manifest in Peter's sermon? In Acts chapter 2. Oh, ain't God good. So as Joel was sitting up there speaking this, which he's a prophet, think about how long it took for it to manifest. I want to encourage you. Whatever God said to you according to his word, I don't care if it was 25 years ago, God ain't slack concerning his promise. Because he's given it to you beforehand to let you know it shall come to pass. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care what it appeared to be. He said, what did I say to you? So we have to go on what God say, not on how we feel. We have to allow God um, to do things in his timing. Because guess what? I believe God know that he cannot give us something and expect us to carry it out when we're not prepared. God prepare us for where he's taken us. So all of us need to be prepared for what God is giving unto us. He just ain't going to give you something and you're not prepared for it. You won't be able to keep it. Amen. Let me give you one in the New Testament. Acts 21, verse 10 through verse 11. Acts 21, verse 10 through verse 11. This is the prophet, and his name was Agabus, and he came to Paul, took the girdle, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owned this girdle, and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentile. 
What was he doing? He was telling him, this is what's going to happen to you in the future. So that was a word of wisdom. Give you one more with the New Testament. Matthew 24, verse 1 and verse 2. This is when Jesus gave them a word dealing with the temple being torn down. And y'all know that came to pass. Matthew 24, verse 1 through verse 2. Now, I mentioned to you that um, how wisdom is manifested through dreams, visions, and being caught up in the spirit. I'll give you an example. I gave you Genesis 37, verse 5 through 7. That's Joseph. God revealed unto him the future. And y'all, when we read concerning Joseph, bless his heart. He had to hold on to what God gave him because y'all know he went from the pit to the prison. But thank God for the palace. Amen. So it might be things that you go through, but God is faithful concerning his promise. So we have to focus on his promise more than we focusing on what we go through. Because when you focus on what you go through, you stay in it. But when you focusing on what God is saying, you moving towards that promise. I thank God for his promises. And that's why we have to remind ourselves of his promises on a daily basis. Daniel, he got wisdom by a night vision. Daniel 2.19. You can read that one. And then John was caught up in the spirit. And the entire book of Revelation flashed before him. That was John. Read Revelations 1, 9 through 11. God is telling him about the um, seven churches. And then in verse 19, I'll read that. Revelations 1, 19, it says this. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. So all of these prophets, God was showing them what was going to take place even without them being here. Isn't that God? So, and they, they wrote these things down. Why? For us. So that way, when things begin to happen, we have the word of God to verify through the word what was already spoken. And it was spoken through the Holy Spirit. So when someone is giving you a word of wisdom, put it on the shelf. If you don't understand it, put it on the shelf. Some people say, that ain't me. That just ain't me. Seek the Lord while he can be found. Just say, God, I don't understand what they're saying at this time. But God, I know you are God of truth. And God, sanctify me according to your truth. But God will let you know if that's from him or not. Amen. So that's what a word of wisdom does. It reveals the future, things that are going to come to pass in the future. So, y'all, I thank God for these teachings because the more I go into these teachings and see what God has said, and um, then it's revealed afterwards what God has said. I'm saying, God, you right on it. So that's a fraction of the mind of God that's revealed unto you. God loves us so much that he shares himself with us so we can share him with others. So people will know God have not left you to yourself. You're not by yourself. God loves you, even in your mess. God loves you. No matter what you did or how you done it or when you did it, God still love you. Do you know what our problem is? We're trying to get man to love us instead of knowing the love of God. If you hate me, fine. But by me knowing the love of God, I'm going to love you outside of hating me because I know his love. We're trying to get love, y'all, from relationships. I'm going to start off with um, 
family relationships. We try to please one another so much that as long as that person is all right, we're all right. But if that person ain't all right, we're not all right. But when you all right with God, regardless if they all right or not, and you done done what you're supposed to do, I'm still all right. Peace be still. You will not be able to satisfy man if they don't have a relationship with God. Anybody outside of God will never be satisfied. Oh, I'm going to tell you this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God said even the ones in God ain't satisfied because you don't know him. Because when you know him, you ain't losing sleep by what somebody said. You roll over and you get some Z's, I'm telling you. You ain't worrying about man. Because who is man that you should be mindful of him? That's why we have to know what the word is saying to us. When you know what the word is saying to us, you will get over man. Even in um, relationships, boyfriend, girlfriends. That boyfriend hurt you, you feel like your whole world collapsed. You know why? Because you put your whole heart in with that man. You put your whole heart in with that woman. But when you give God your whole heart... God will mend that broken heart. He will bind up all your wounds. Why? Because you know how much he loved you. And you know when you hurt, he hurt. So when they're hurting you, they're hurting him. And that's why we need to know his love in every situation that say, God, you love me too much for me to be in this state of mind that I'm in. You love me too much for me to be in a relationship like this that's not of you. Lord, I thank you for your love. Shower me with your love. Shower me with your peace. And guess what? I'm calling forth what I already have. That's what we're supposed to be doing. But what we're doing, we're waiting on somebody to love us. The only one who really, 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 truly love you with an agape love is God. You're not going to find nobody to love you that way until they know God's love. Say people don't really know God's love, so they can't love you with agape love. They're loving you based on conditions, on what you do. But God ain't looking at what you do. He look at what Jesus have already done. It is a done deal. It's already done. So, hey, I'm over it because I know who I am. It's time for you to get over it. And I done done my part. I can't do no more. God, I turn them over to you. And sooner than later, God will bring them back. Because you trusted them with him and you're not trying to fix it. I don't know about y'all, but you get wore out trying to fix people. Anybody woe out tonight? Because you're trying to fix people. You can't fix them. You got to turn them over to Jesus. And he'll work it out. He'll work it out. Work it out. Y'all hear that song? Work it out. Y'all know that song? Work it out. That problem that I had. Sing it, somebody. Sing it. Sing that song. Y'all know that song. Be in church when they say, work it out. Ah, Jesus. Ah, Jesus. That's all you need is that part. Work it out. Work it out. And you hollering. Y'all know. <laughs> Praise Jesus for all that he has done. Amen. I pray that you have learned something with the word of wisdom. So go back. Go over the scriptures. Ask the Holy Ghost to reveal it unto you. And I guarantee you 
that the Holy Spirit will show you things that he showed you before it actually happened and you living it out right now today. Isn't he so good? Amen. Do we have any visitors that would like to stand at this time? Hallelujah. Do we have any announcements? I know that's Trina back there, and Trina got something to say. 